Hi, Tom Bernard here. You're listening to Best of the Family. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer for <laughs> He just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer is rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. We are here with Fancy Ray, having a good time. Christmas only a few days away. This is the shortest day of the year. When the sun goes down tonight, we will then rotate and start getting longer daylight periods starting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's the shortest day, and today you got the biggest talent. That's exactly right. <laughs> Fancy Ray's here with us, ladies and gentlemen. The biggest talent. Mm. So what have you been up to? Man, I've been shaking, baking, faking, money-making, love-taking, and uh, earthquaking. Just spreading this fancy way love and joy and happiness wherever I go. You know, I got the thing with the doggone TV show. I got the thing with the commercials. I got the live stand-up comedy. And the most important and wonderful thing is to be sitting right here again on the Tom Bernard Podcast. How many hours a week are you working? Uh, I work. It doesn't stop working. How no. many hours? A better question would be how many hours a week don't I work? Because yeah. I can yeah. count those actually easier. You know what? I'm the busy. I, I, I work so much. I work. I, honestly, I work so much. They call me Baby Tommy Barnard, man. They <laughs> <laughs> get I'm, to work. A lot of people get to work. Well, that's good though. You know. Uh, now, where'd you grow up? I, you know, come on, right here in Minneapolis. North Minneapolis, north right Minneapolis. here on the north side. Yes, so, sir. So did I. Absolutely. So See, a couple of north side guys made good. That's a good thing. Absolutely. We're kind of brothers from another mother. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Did you did you live in one specific area? Yeah, I grew up in the Harrison neighborhood, right on 5th oh, yeah. and Knox, between mm-hmm. Glenwood and Olsen Highway, right in the heart of the cities. And in fact, right where I grew up, you know, because I, I went to a bunch of different schools, but it was a couple of blocks where Prince grew up, Morris Day was right. on the side. I mean, right. we, 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 it was a really rich community that I grew up in, and uh, I lo- still love I live south side now, but I still love the north, Minneapolis. No, I do, too. Yeah. We, uh, we 
you know, obviously this business is in North Minneapolis. We've got a couple other businesses <clears> in North Minneapolis. I drive down Plymouth Avenue to get here, and I drive down Plymouth Avenue to go home every night. Well, you know what? You need to stop on Plymouth Avenue and pick something up sometime, Tom, because we need you, baby. We need you. Well, we, we, spend, we spend some money in North Minneapolis. It's a wonderful thing. Yes. I see uh, all that development going on, on on Plymouth and Penn is fantastic. Yes. Building some new, new uh, structures there. I think uh, the funeral home is going to going to expand and move across the streets so that's yes good. yes 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 and i don't know what that what's going up in that corner where that mcdonald's used to be in fact that's gonna be a big job creation there which of course the north side needs mm-hmm. and jobs means families can make money which means that folks can prosper and that vibration goes out and expects the whole area so i'm just excited because i uplift everything and yeah. back where that mall used to be you know that shopping mall king's mm-hmm. grocery store for the old school folks that yep. there is a part of the university of minnesota college right there so carl eller liquors don't forget that oh come on <laughs> I was in the same complex. Carl Ellis like Liquor. And that was Randy Staten. And Woo! Come on, Carl. you remember all that, huh? Oh, yeah. Yes. That's my old neighborhood. Absolutely. Man. That's my area. I love that area. You know, what's interesting about that is this time of the year, driving through North Minneapolis, I kind of go by. Most of the places where I, I grew up are torn down now. But there are a few of them because I lived in 43 different houses by the time I was 25 years old. 43? Yep. That's like the number of girlfriends I had last year, man. Last year? <laughs> I thought it was just last month. <laughs> I thought it was last month, Fancy. I, well, I didn't say the number of lovers. I said girlfriends. Oh, just girlfriends. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Make that distinguish. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a whole different deal. It's a whole different deal. My, my, my. Indeed. Huh. What do you think? Now, let me ask you a question because you talked about, you know, what the North Side does need, and you and I know the, what the North Side needs. What I've seen, you know, growing up uh, as a kid, then as a teenager, as a young man, and, and life kind of moves on. I've been hearing now for for my whole life how we're going to come into North Minneapolis and we're going to get everybody working and we're going to we're going to help everybody out. We're all going to rise up together, and then nothing ever happens. Well, that's true of 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 of, of across the nation. Yeah. What happens in uh, communities of color, and so uh, there's a lot of promises made by a lot of different parties, a lot of different optimistic plans. But again, the same thing that folks do on the that level, people do in their personal lives and also on the national level. There's a bunch, a bunch of talk. And everyone out there, we all talk. But everything starts on the individual level, that we yep. have to raise well, ourselves true. up from the inside. You know, because that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's what my whole act and my whole life is about, is raising folks up. So what do we do about it? Here's what I do. Because, like, I'll give you an example. When I say I'm the best-looking man in comedy, that's infinite. That was just that's a given. infinite. That's infinite. Now, for some folks, that means from here to eternity. Yeah. But do you know that infinity is also very large, small? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The numbers between one and two are infinite. Yeah. Does one have one fourth, one eighth, one sixteenth, one thirty second, one sixty fourth? It goes forever. forever. So when I sound the best looking man in comedy, that's infinite. Not from here to eternity. No, I'm just talking about the numbers <laughs> between one to, one to two. That's right. All right. See, All right. everything starts at that micro level. Then you go from the micro to the macro. And then if you're smart, planning, and believe in yourself, you can create your own McDonald's, your own franchise, your own brand. And it starts on that micro level. Then it goes to the macro, and you can create your own McDonald's. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to do is, oh, is, is create that. See, I want to electrify your electrons, Tom. Uh, I want to put more positivity in your protons. I want you to navigate your neutrons in a whole new way. 
way micro macro and create your own mcdonald's your own brand your own franchise and if you do hopefully you can say about your life i'm loving it just like mcdonald's just like mcdonald's uh-huh. that's exactly right if you don't be on mcdonald's be the number two franchise be burger king mm-hmm. have it your way yeah that's well, true have it your way be the number three franchise uh-huh. subway eat fresh with new thoughts and unlimited possibilities if you don't be the number three franchise be the number four franchise, Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> Make your life finger looking good. What happened to all our <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken? Yeah, They're we all do need a replacement now. around here because yeah, I can't get any within like twenty minutes of here. Is that right? You gotta go to you gotta go to where's there's good no because KFCs have gone their own way, but you yeah. create your own way that you want to go, man. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the, the good fried chicken. Is, uh, you don't like Popeyes? Oh, I like Popeyes. Popeyes is, I think Popeyes is, is thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. What do you think of that, Andy? You like Popeyes? I don't know if I've ever had Popeyes, come to think of it. Well, they're in Popeyes where that KFC that you used to go to is. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oftentimes, I don't know what exactly happened there, but a lot of those, as you've seen, they switched over from they did, KFC yeah. to Popeyes. I'm not sure that some kind of money thing went down there. Yeah, is it yeah. like the same company that owns no. them? Or? Huh. No, no, it's have to be a new company that took them over in nope. some kind of way. But yeah. how to change the north side is that I think we got to get involved on the inside and raise up. And so that's why yes. I, I'm actually I'm, I'm involved in a lot of different organizations on the north side right. and participate. Men of March is an organization I'm involved with, uh, mm-hmm. feeding people, uh, all kinds of different things. So to really create change, uh, there's a bunch of promises, and uh, it starts at the city level. The yes, county level. Does. I mean, that's really, really, truly takes place. Lots of promises, lots of promises, but not actual, true, <laughs> yeah, well, and real change. That's the problem I really do have. I've been hearing promises since I was about five years old about how everybody's going to rise up together, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And everybody who talks that way, and here's the problem I do have, Fancy Ray. I have a huge problem with it. They think by giving people money, just giving people food stamps, giving people their rent, giving people... Well, you're taking away their dignity when you do that. Well, I, 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 I would have to say that giving people... In fact, I'm not... T- you're talking about two different things. I'm not talking no, about giving... No, I'm no not I know ta- you're not. I'm not talking about giving... In fact, I'm my whole thing... I'm talking about what they do. What, what, what my whole speech was, you got to rise up from the inside, the That's micro right. to the macro. No, you you're start, right. you got to start with yourself you're and then right. raise yourself up. And also, something that can be a fantastic powerful thing is that once you make it something I'm seeing more and more of is folks who grew up in North Minneapolis who are moving back to North Minneapolis right. and improving that community rather than it used to be in the old days you got some money you got the job you got the BMW and you move out of the community that folks are moving into the community and being part of the change that takes place. All right, Fancy Ray's here, so a lawyer just walks in. Oh, come on, Fancy Ray. That's a lawyer right here? I'm a lawyer. My man, yeah. how you doing? doing? You know Michael what, Tom Bryant. and I, we got a lawyer here, so if I go to sleep, don't you touch me. I will not touch you, no problem. <laughs> hey, believe me, that's why I work from home, man. Right on, right yeah. on, right very on. Hard, very hard to be accused of putting your hands on people when you don't get anywhere near them. <laughs> You're looking relatively stylish today. I, I look relatively, <laughs> you look relatively bald here. <laughs> you look relatively stylish. I like that look. You know, I'm sexy as hell. I am the best looking man in comedy. I'm the first, the last, the best, and the most. I'm the heartbeat of Minnesota, and my beauty is coast to coast. A mule had kicked me, huh? They didn't tan my hide. A rattlesnake bit me, just crawled off and died. I can make a superstitious man walk under a ladder then fry your butt like pancake batter. I can't cook a turkey, and I can't shake and bake, but I can make love and make a woman's stomach ache. <laughs> 
Huh. I will mash her potatoes and french her fries. See, the truth is the truth, and I never, never lie. See, I can make love for six nights, and on the seventh day, the men go ray who, but the women go hooray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thank you. Now, Thank the way much. he got six fingers was amazing. Uh-huh. Everything about uh, me is amazing. You just, amazing. Keep watch, you just keep watching me. <laughs> Before you leave tonight, there's parts of your body that are going to rise that you haven't seen before. Really? Wow. Uh-huh. I'm, talk, I'm talking about uh, the, the hair up there. <laughs> here we go. Now, we were just talking, Michael, about when you when you got here. We were just talking about raised from North Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Grew up in the same area that I did. And we are just talking about how, how you have to do it for yourself, that these people Politicians that keep giving people food stamps and keep giving I, people. But Tom, 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 Tom you, you, you're still focusing on the giving. I don't. I'm th- just talking about they need to stop no, that. No, no. Again, I, I got to disagree. The giving the, the, again. That's the. I mean, that's the whole. No, we're, we're not. No one's looking for no damn handouts. In fact, oh, my, that's whole, what I'm my, saying. my whole message, my whole thing is self dignity, self pride, self preservation. Get yourself going, and, yep. and, and, and you're focusing on folks handing stuff out. But but yep. there's a difference between a handout and a helping hand. Now, someone needs a helping hand to get themselves on the road to making their lives successful. That's fantastic. But so much energy. That's what this whole Trump thing got so popular is that folks think these folks and they would just want handouts. And it's not about handouts. Well, that's not it's, what I'm saying but, at all. But, but it's hands up. And it's not just folks, the politicians throwing money because money is not the answer. In I fact, agree. money has imprisoned more people. Welfare is a prison that you get stuck in. And, and oftentimes, the structure of the economy is set up that you can't have the mother and the father in the household that purposely they're breaking up families mm-hmm. so we've been doing let's, it since let's, 1965 let's, so the, 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 we, we, exactly 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 but the thing that we, we we want to do and instill in people is that the responsibility is on the individual yep. to do for themselves but also yep. structurally that there's been a, a, a bureaucracy and this world that like they did the redlining where they took cut black folks out of certain communities mm-hmm. and that purposely that they've discriminated and have prejudice against people of color so so it's a combination that you've got to rise up and fight and stand up and have a voice and vote and, and work for yourself and work in your community. And also, when you make it, that you move back to that community and help uplift that community. Yeah, no doubt about There's it. There's no doubt about it. And, and it's on the individual. And that hopefully that we try to make the playing field fair that folks who are working hard who are paying their taxes, who are raising their children, who love their families in the community and this country have an opportunity to succeed and that the that, that they have a, a fair chance. In fact, a lot of folks, that's what they want. They just want a fair chance. No, I, a I fair chance. That. That's all they want is a fair chance. What do you think of that, Michael? It's interesting. <laughs> You're a Trump guy, aren't you? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Not, he's not, not even close. All right, right on not my even close. I like you more already. Yeah, yeah right. not, not even close. Not even he's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. No, I, I, but 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 the handouts aren't the answer. It's uh, no. It, 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 we want a level playing field, uh, and we need folks. And you know what? I, I'm getting a new place here shortly, and and I think I'm going to move back in the in the neighborhood. And again, because you want to, you, you don't. Where are you wanna, living now? I live South Minneapolis. Okay. I've been Northside all my life. Uh, I went out to L.A., lived out in L.A. for a few years, and I'm back here now. And I would say the really the, the, the thing that takes place really, really, really is, again, folks investing their energy, money, and dollars in that community and uplifting and helping those schools and helping those communities and being part of that community. I mean, yep. that's, that's the most beautiful thing that you can do. Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. So you get out and you, you do a lot of talking about that. The number one most important thing for me, for people in North Minneapolis, because there's a one little area that I know all about, and it should expand all the way around the world, certainly all the way around the country, is 
I just think the politicians strip people's dignity. I just think they that it's all about them and them buying your vote and them making. And I'm not talking about any specific party. All these politicians disgust me. But when you're talking about North Minneapolis, but you're talking about the Democratic Party because the Republican Party aren't buying vote buying the votes of the people over no, there. No, the Democrats they, are over there. Yeah, and, and they have great influence. But also, the Democratic Party is also the ones who benefit. I mean, no who, doubt about it. So, so it's kind of in some ways a catch twenty two. Yep. But we must still maintain that. Uh, that we have to look for new direction on creating possibilities in our community. And I don't know exactly what that answer is. Well, I do. Wait, oh, t- please tell Here's me. Here's what we're going to do. You, me, and I, you and I are going to shoot a TV commercial <laughs> together, a PSA. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to say, if we can make it, anybody can make it. <laughs> That's yeah. a good message. Yeah. I didn't even finish high school, Ray. I oh. went to college for one day. Now, you just said something. I, now, you said something. I never went finish high school. Uh, you never finished, and I barely finished high school, so well, we got yeah. something in common. Well, you go. If you and I can make it, anybody can make it. Anybody just can make it. Just have faith in yourself. Just have faith in yourself. That's all in I'm fact, talking about. I mean, that's something that I'm talking about is you've got to have. Well, you do, yeah. You, I'm telling you that it starts on the individual, that you got to get a picture in your mind of that which you want to be, do, or have. Yep. Have a plan, and yep. then get to work, and then... Okay, we got commercial. We take a break. We'll That's be it. back in two it's minutes. Tom Bernard Podcast. Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, we've been talking about North American Banking Company for a few years now. One thing we've discussed is that the bank is locally owned and operated. Well, how does that benefit your customers? Tommy, projects and opportunities for expansion come up quickly for business owners. A locally owned and managed bank like North American Banking Company means decisions can be made just as quickly. We know Minnesota. We live in the communities we serve. So we have experience and firsthand knowledge for what's happening in your life where you live. That means decisions are made here. We don't ship them off or pass the buck someplace out of state. Finally, getting our customers quick answers allows them to take decisive action, and that's how business gets done. Man, Michael, you're getting good at this. Practice makes perfect. Uh, perfect? <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Talking over Nat King Cole. Oh come ye, oh come ye. It's one pretty picture. <laughs> Give me one sideways, sideways, sideways. Oh, oh sideways. <laughs> okay. Andy's taking pictures too. 
Look at that. Look at that. Nat King Cole. Well, I love Nat King Cole. One of my pictures. One of my mother's favorite singers, Nat King Cole and Dean Martin. Yep. Oh. An Italian and a black man. Yep. Uh, and I don't see any colors. I just see two talented singers. See, there you go. That's what we're talking about right there. <laughs> no, we're just talking off the air about, about people's perception of how, because I don't act like most white people, I suppose, is the best way to put it. I and just don't. I, I don't act like most black people. So there you well, go. Well, that's true. So we're in a situation where people perceive us as some kind of danger or... Not me. You're dangerous as hell. No one perceives Nancy as a danger. Not at all. You don't think so? <laughs> as a danger? To steal their girlfriend? Uh, no, I think I'm caught up. <laughs> okay. I, I trapped them on that No, I, I'm not going to. I would borrow a girlfriend. Borrow, okay. borrow, no, not steal. Ain't no stealing. Go long term steal. <laughs> no stealing, just I say borrowing. About, about 2 o'clock, they can have them back, trust me. <laughs> 2 o'clock would be good. <laughs> now, we're talking about perception. The, the perception that people have um, in mostly... See, to them, it just, first of all, because of my voice, and I got my voice from my mother, they think I have a very urban-sounding voice anyway, Mm -hmm. because it's kind of raspy and whatever. And I treat people, like, I tease black people, and they don't do that. You know, like I... Not for being black, but, you know, for things that you'd tease anyone about. Like I tease anybody about. I treat everybody the same. So I would joke around and tease around. And and Minnesotans don't, they're very uncomfortable if a white guy teases a person of color. They They don't like that at all. hands off, you know, like treat everyone like, you know, they're they're their own little thing and people shouldn't, you know, really intermix kind of attitude. Well, again, if you're talking generalities, I I, I guess I can't speak to that. But I'd have to hear specifically what you said that, uh, that was said that offended somebody. But again, I think if you're doing comedy, everything is open game. And I get that. And I appreciate that. And at the same time, if you're part of that power structure, being a white male and with this white supremacy mm-hmm. society, that sometimes maybe might be inappropriate. Depends on what. I guess I have to hear the joke and see but the I, context. It's not of what joking around like yeah. you. I don't go. I don't go. Oh, fancy razor. I, I, I show probably. You know, when you come in, I treat you like I treat everybody else. I treat right? you like I treat everybody else. Absolutely. Right. You're a very flamboyant personality, which I I grew up around that kind of personality. Uh-huh. So I'm very comfortable with it. I'm telling you, people in the suburbs, white people in the suburbs, are not used to that. I, 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 and, I, and I would say that that's fantastic. You know I what? agree. And yeah. maybe white people in the suburbs weren't used to Prince, but they still loved him. People may not be used to a lot of things, but they still love Again, I, I, I don't want you to be used to me. All I want to do is that my voice be heard, right. that I have an equal playing ground, mm-hmm. and that we know that we all come from the same place, that we both love this country. I have a child. We want our children to do well. We want the economy to do well. We want this nation to right. prosper. We have that in common. And also, you're in this community, black, white, red, yellow, brown. It don't matter. Folks love the Minnesota Vikings. It doesn't matter. Well, you, well, so, you got that right. So what I'm, what I'm saying is that we have more in common than we I have agree. apart. So that people might perceive one, say yourself, you're saying that some folks, they, they think you're racist. Some people do think I'm racist as hell. And, and not just racist, but you said racist as hell. Oh, yeah. They think I'm way over the top. There are some folks who think I'm pretty as hell. And so, uh, well, you know, that's, that's just a <laughs> given. Point at me, like, I think you're pretty as hell. <laughs> I am the best looking man in comedy. Yeah. In comedy. You know what? You know yeah, what? I heard comedy. you say that earlier. You know in something? Comedy. You know, okay. In fact, you sitting next to me makes me look even better. Thank it you does? so much. Oh, Thank you. I already oh, got nice. that, Michael. Nice. I already <laughs> got that. So. He uses that. He, that's not, he's, I'm not the first person he's used that line on. Why and how does that? How do you react to the fact that people perceive you as racist? I couldn't care less. Oh, because well, I know it's not true. But okay. but wait, 
part of it goes back to when Wellstone showed up right. after that cab thing that took place. So, mm-hmm. so that's really the the kind of the the touchstone point where. And you didn't even say what. What I did not say. You I wish he would die, it. and you didn't. You didn't say what they said. You said, and so said that's what started things me. off, and then it, it did, kind of rolled right. from there. Right. You mean with Wellstone? So it was a Jewish thing or a black thing? It was uh, a. It was a. What happened was yeah. I was talking to Norm. Somali thing, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. That yeah. no. At first, it was a Hmong thing. A Hmong. That's where okay. Paul, Paul Wellstone stuck his nose in my business and tried to make me look bad. You know. Well, he did. I mean, he took he he stood against me and said a bunch of really bad things about me. He didn't even know me, right? So I didn't care for him from jump. I just it's like don't do that to people you don't know. I wouldn't do it to you. Why are you doing it to me? So time went on and blah blah blah, and things got you know. Uh, anyway, I was talking talking to Norm Coleman on the air, mm. who was. At the time, he was, I believe, the Democratic mayor of St. Paul. Mm, love Norm. He's a Democrat. Still no, love Norm? Me? Yeah. I love everybody. Well, he's I, a real, why? Because he's a Republican? No, I just... I, I, you, know, I ran, my you, you, you know I ran for governor in 1998. I do know I ran for governor. I ran against Norm Coleman. Yeah, I know. Uh, yes, I know. you did. But have you always... I mean, even See, with well, the switch... switch? I tell you, I call Norm the switch hitter. The switch hitter. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> first he... You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. First he was a Jew. Then he turned Christian. Then he was a Democrat. Then he turned Republican. I offered ten thousand dollars to the first person who could prove he was a black woman back in the sixties. <laughs> you know that's a possibility. Yes. But anyway, what happened was I'm talking to Norm, and one of the things that people say is, "I drop dead." You know, they don't mean "I hope you die." You just go, "I drop dead with that." You know. I say it about myself. It was just in the paper, as a matter of fact, about a month ago that I said I will drop dead before I ever leave radio. That does not mean I want to die. Right? So, so what did you say, Tom? I said, you know, this Paul Wellstone says something. I oh, drop dead, whatever. Well, 39 days later, he dropped dead. Yeah. His airplane crashed 39 oh. days later. So people to this day claim what I said was, I hope he dies, which yeah. is not what I said at all. They, they they claim that I said I wish he would die or I hope he dies. Well, even if you had, how is that any worse than when someone does die and people say good riddance or whatever, which well, happens like, all well, the time? That's not good that. either. Uh, I mean, uh, well, so you got yourself in this controversial well, radio no, no, show. Uh, he knows what I would say about that. I guess, yeah. you know, maybe it's unfortunate timing. What a mm, mean thing it. to say. And you're such a high public profile person mm. to say that about someone who unfortunately met his demise yeah. is uh, is very, very sad. And, uh, yeah, it uh, is. It's very, very sad. And he was a great, great, great guy. And uh, I never knew uh, him. I, you know, I, I just hope that you don't say anything uh, bad about me. There you go. Oh, wait till you leave. <laughs> wait till you leave, Fancy Red. The, the, I'm going to uh, go after you. But so, so what has that got to do with racism? You lost me. That's people that don't that's like you. That's where it started, though. It started it's with. When, when they went after you for that's the Hmong with racism, Somali though. stuff. That's just when he it lost was, favor with the public, basically. Right. Well, but he lost favor with the group that thought he was racist. That's but, It wasn't yeah. the whole. It wasn't how, everybody. You've got Paul Wellstone death. Uh, they would drop dead, do it racism. Yeah, that was an extra issue. On that was an extra stone. issue. Okay, well, you, you yeah. lost me. Okay, 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 at the okay. very beginning. <laughs> it just didn't help things at all. At the very beginning, we can go all the way back to this, because some people but, don't know. But racism, this. I'm talking about racism. Well, right. here okay. you go. Okay. So this woman, I believe it was in Wisconsin, had a baby. <clears throat> she, was a, she was a Hmong woman, had a baby, and drowned the baby in the toilet. Oh, snap. <laughs> okay. Yep. And... 
So some people on the show did say some things that weren't right. I didn't. They did. I'm not their boss. You know, I don't hire them. I don't fire them. I'm nobody's boss. But the buck stopped with you, though. Yeah. It does. Right. Yeah. So so basically, they were talking about that, and they said that they, as it went along, they said that this family would have to pay something like a ten thousand dollar fine. Now they had a business called the Egg Roll King. Uh huh. Okay, that was the name of their business, the Egg Roll King. I said, man, $10,000 is a lot of egg rolls. Like, that's what they sell is egg rolls, uh-huh. right? right? Oh, what a horribly racist yeah, thing to say. Out of context, people hear it, they don't right. know that right. they own something called the Egg Roll King and think he's just making a general Asian comment. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like, you know. That's a lot of egg so rolls. So is that when Paul showed up at the, stu- the, the station? Or did he show up at the Hmong? He showed up at Somali. It was a Hmong thing he showed up. But then he showed up again with the Somalis. Somalis. And that was a uh, cab driver thing, right? That was a cab driver. Right. That's a bunch of egg rolls. Oh, I said, it is. $10,000 is a lot of egg rolls. That's very funny. A, a brother gets in tr- trouble, and Tombo's come out and say, that's a lot of fried chicken. There you go, man. Nancy <laughs> Ray, I made it very, very clear. And, I'm, and it's a true story, and you, I baby. talk about it all the time. My favorite meal, and I, every Father's Day I have this. My family gives me this. My favorite meal, because of where I grew up, is fried chicken, mashed potatoes, and watermelon. Right That's what I like. Uh-huh. But I say that, you go, oh, God, what a racist thing to say. It's not racist. So who the hell's the racist here? That's what, that, that was my whole... Uh, the, the you, only only person that knows what's in your heart is you and that thing that created you. So mm-hmm. you know what? We walk our path. We talk our truth. So whatever your truth is, yep. you know who you are. You seem to be very strong and confident in that. So go forward. And Tom, keep doing what you're doing. Well, because you know what? You have many, many fans out there. And uh, love God. you and appreciate you. And then we all have distractors and detractors. And so we got to keep pushing. We got to know our truth. And keep, st- you know what? Stand on your truth and let that truth set you free. I should Ow, mention one on other now. thing, Fancy Ray. I should mm. mention one other thing. I'm going to start preaching up in here. Start preaching? I'm going to start preaching. I do preach. I was I walking down that. the street I do. eating a tuna fish sandwich. Uh-huh. I said I was. You was walking down the street. I was floating in there. Uh-huh. I wasn't eating no tuna fish. Uh-uh. And I wasn't eating no fried chicken because I don't eat fried chicken. I was eating some celery sticks. Come on. In what, the are you Lord. vegan now? Huh? No, I'm not a vegan, but I don't eat anything with four legs. Nothing with four legs? Nothing with four legs. Well, well chicken's, what, chicken's, chicken's, chicken's only got two legs. I said I don't eat nothing with four legs. The chicken's only got two legs. Huh? And I don't eat no chicken either. I, I, I eat, uh, I, I wasn't eating, I said I wasn't eating chicken. I didn't say I don't eat chicken. Vegeta- are you vegetarian? No, I don't eat anything but four legs. So you eat chicken? Yes, I eat chicken. Okay. Just I eat not turkey. fried chicken. Uh, uh, not too often. I said I was walking down the street and I wasn't eating a piece of fried chicken. Uh, I was eating some baked fish. I said some baked fish. I think it may have been orange ruffy. I said, can the orange make me ruffy? And I dipped it in my lobster sauce. And then I put some... Uh, You're a pretty good cook, aren't you? I'm a pretty good everything. Trust me, baby. <laughs> now, before we move on, because it's time to move on from that conversation... <laughs> I will tell you this. I have yet to have a black person call me a racist. Black people don't think I'm racist. White people do. Well, but the Somalis called you. I mean, they're black. I mean, there's a There's an an argument there. Right. So there are people. But I understand what you're saying. It's, it's... Well, you know, you know something. It, it, I, I guess what I would go back to, Tom, it doesn't matter what people call you. It's what you are and what you right, know you exactly. are. And uh, uh, again, 
there are people, there are folks who will say up and down that Donald Trump is a racist, and I don't know if in his, and if his, in his heart he thinks he is a racist. I'm sure he doesn't think he's a racist. Uh, and so a lot of folks who are racist uh, may not consider themselves to be racist, but what I would dare say is that the proof is in your pudding. What are you actually doing? Right, you, what you right. hold in your heart, and what do your actions show and tell? Correct. So it doesn't matter what people say at, at all. It doesn't matter what no one thinks about no, you. you're right. What's in your heart? And what do your actions show? And sometimes people can be the most racist that can be the most generous to these communities. And in their hearts, they're feeling a right. sense of superiority, a superiority and, and, and holding disdain. And, and uh, there's all kinds of negative things that happen. There's many ways that you can, the folks who give all this money to the community can be racist because oh, yeah. they, they have this hatred and then they pacify themselves by doing that. So what you hold in your heart, here's what I would ask you, what do you do for the community? I mean, you, you, you've been blessed. You know, we talk mm-hmm. about you and I no, both absolutely. been blessed. And, and so what do you give back would be the question. That would be quite a bit. Catherine yeah. and I give away at least half of our money. Yeah? How about, to the, how about to the community that you do? Well, yeah, that's yeah. the word. I mean, we have four businesses in North Minneapolis. Oh, right on. Yeah. So, you know, we, Catherine and I are, yeah, we give away a lot of money. And we, we, yeah, I don't want to be too. You talk about the issue. I mean, that's one of the things that happens. He talks about the issue without any hold back on it. And there's a lot of people, particularly in this state, that are passive aggressive and won't talk about it. And then he starts talking about it, they get all sweaty and nervous. But but, but it's just not talking about the individual issue. Sometimes you got a whole history in the background that folks... So when you say something, something, we look... Folks, and again, as you're talking about that, I remember the stuff in my memories now about the Hmong thing and and all that stuff. So so you got a whole history. Then folks hear that and they go, oh, here he goes again. But here's what I like. The radio show. It's been on the air for 32 years. Congratulations, my brother. Good. Thank God. you. Thank you very much. He's in the Hall of Fame. You know that? He, who he was the Hall of Fame for 32 years? Good Who God. was the first person to hire black people on the radio? That would be me. Women on the radio. That would be me. A Jews on the radio. That would be me. I didn't make a big deal out of it when I did it, but I just did it. So I'm Jews, black people, women, they were not on... I mean, Joyce Lamont would come on CCO once in a while and go, here's the recipe for today. <laughs> Women on my show come on and go, Michelle Tafoya, you know, you watch Sunday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Michelle Tafoya is a sideline reporter. She's on the show. She comes on the show the first day. And I said, remember what you told me yesterday? And she goes, what's that? Shut up. Hmm. You know, they're not on to give recipes. They're on to give their opinion and state facts as they believe them. I mean, that morning show, cakey morning show, that, that that all those way, way far left people hate was the first one in the country to do what we did. First show, morning show now in the country to have three women on it. Hmm. So there you have it. And I still let Philip come into the show, but I don't want to necessarily. <laughs> now, you know Philip Wise, don't you? We'll talk about Philip right after this. Be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard! What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. 
We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Getting fired up for round two, for round three. I'm already fired up. You're fired up. I'm already fired up. You like, uh,. Fancy Ray McClone. Yes, sir. Is with us today. Now, Fancy Ray does stand up. Where do you stand up? Uh, the beautiful Fancy Ray, the best looking man in comedy, the human chocolate orchid. I'm I forgot from, that part. What's that? The, the human, human chocolate, chocolate orchid. orchid. Yeah, the human chocolate orchid. See, everybody knows what human and chocolate is, right? You know what that is, yeah, right? I... But the orchid part gets folks confused. <laughs> no, really. A little bit. When most yeah, I can see that. folks think of the orchid, they think of the flower. Yeah. Which I am. A flower? <laughs> yes. But. You're a human chocolate flower. Another definition of orchid is testicle. Okay. Yes, I'm the human chocolate chocolate testicle. testicle. In other words, I'm a big black nut. <laughs> big black nut. <laughs> and I'm like doing stand-up all over. In fact, New Year's Eve, I'm really blessed. We're doing, actually, because New Year's Eve is on Sunday. Yes, I'm going to be at Bob's Comedy Bunker, Welsh's Big Ten Tavern, Welsh's Big Ten Tavern, uh, Saturday night. And then Sunday night, New Year's Eve. So we're going to do two nights of Fancy Ray headlining. Bob Damaris is going to be featuring and Daryl Horner MC and hosting the show. It is going to be off the charts, and I'm going to bring the fire to desire. And if you want to go into 2018, I guarantee I will take you higher. Where is it? At uh, Welsh's Big Ten Tavern. Which is where? Which is on Highway 10 and Arden Hills. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's uh, Welsh's Bob's Comedy Bunker, which is located in Welsh's Big Ten. 10 Tavern. And you'll be there New Year's Eve night. New Year's Eve night and then the and day the before. Saturday before. And the Saturday before. Because some folks don't want, they want to avoid the whole New Year's Eve kind of yeah, thing going on. Yeah. Amateur like, night. Yeah. Amateur night. And, and if, so if you want to avoid amateur night, and I think the show is actually cheaper on that Saturday, you can come on in and both shows are going to be fantastic. And I welcome everybody that can hear my voice to come and experience me live. It's going to be a sincere and wonderful good time. And I just also got content. So that show is about 9 o'clock. Both of those nights. and uh, So come see me. And uh, if you come out, just say you heard me on the Tom Bernard Show. I like it. And, and I will buy you a hug. Buying a hug. Those uh, are expensive. I, I sell my hugs. I'll give you oh, one. Oh, you, you do sell your hug. 
Okay. I'll I give understand you, that. How but, much you charge for a hug? Huh? How much you charge for a hug? How much do you pay me for a hug? Uh, you, you, it's, it, you're very safe with me. You're very safe with me, too. Trust me. You're very safe with me, also. Trust me. I wonder what you charge. Uh, no, but you, don't worry about what I charge. Come out there to the Big Ten on New Year's Eve or the night before and get one for free. Okay. And I welcome you. And then also, I just got contacted by the Can Can Wonderland. They've hired me. They're going to hire me to come out and do the Toastmaster and bring in the new year in uh, St. Paul. So I'm going to do the well, comedy show. Thing. So, yes, I'm going to do. Yeah, can you imagine? I mean, can you think of a more positive and wonderful way to bring in the new year than with Fancy Ray? Because it's something I bring. As I bring the comedy, the love, the inspiration, the joy, and uh, that's the whole thing. Is I change the whole vibration. I got this ability to make folks feel good. I've noticed that. Yes. I have, I've, I have noticed that. <clears throat> and you know uh, any of the, any of the reverends and ministers over in North Minneapolis at I know, all? I know Reverend Hester over... Over at CME, over on uh, Plymouth and Logan. I don't know that one. That place, I tell you what. I went over there. Um, Mike Lindell, who owns My Pillow, and I are going to go through North Minneapolis in the spring, and try to help out all the homeless people there. That, Mike Lindell, who owns My Pillow, is a very, very generous man. Really, really generous. But I went over to a, a service over at the CME over on. It's like I said, it's just south of Plymouth Avenue on Logan Avenue. When I was a kid, it was a synagogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that happened quite a bit. But watching, and Reverend Hester is about five feet tall. Total. Okay. She she's a very strong woman, black woman, mostly black congregation. But she brings in uh, homeless people for the for the Sunday services, and to watch what she does with those people because most of them have drug problems or alcohol problems or you know things like that. And I, I've seen. Some amazing things over there. What they do, uh, it, it's terrific stuff. About a year ago, I was over there, and it was just all the homeless guys would get up and they they go to communion. They go to communion, and there was one guy sitting in the back, and he just kind of really looked nervous. He really run down. Not that old a guy, but it looked like he was probably probably twice as old as he actually was. Mm-hmm. And they went back and helped him up to the altar, uh, so he could take communion. And it was really weird to watch because once he took communion, he started to cry. Mm. And it was just the sweetest thing in the world. All those people. And as I left the church, I was one of, yeah, I'll tell you this. Of the white people in the church, they were all homeless or me. <laughs> everybody else was black, right? Huh. Huh. But on the way out, everybody's giving me hugs and thanking me for coming. That's what we need to see on television. Not this, oh, they hate you because you're a white supremacist and they hate you because you're this and that. This whole deal, because of social media, I think, right? People hate each other now more than they ever have. And I'm really well, getting tired of it. Well, it's more than just social media. And the first thing I want to say is that's fantastic that you go there to oh, the community. And you just said earlier about we don't just, just need to throw money out at the, this right. community. Because, again, you say you guys are going to give money. But, again, there's a difference between a handout and a helping hand. You're absolutely right. That you can right. help people get along yep. the way. So uh, the, 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 the second point is that I don't think people hate you. Just No one hates anyone just because that, that, that you're white or because that you're, I, I think that a lot of times people have different reputations that they go on and so there's a perception of one mm-hmm. and so but again your actions speak louder than all your words and what's really in your heart you know it's in your heart and that's that's yeah, up to that's you to exactly stand up and, and, and share the gifts in, in this society if, if one wants to admit it or not there there is a, 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 a again there, there, there's been a history of race you know racism there's a history of white supremacy that's taken place when you when 
folks are fighting about the guys kneeling on the football field, and and, and I don't necessarily want to get into that subject. No, I but understand. When 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 um when and but I will say I believe in freedom of speech. Do what the hell you want to do. Um, uh, uh, or not do. Uh, I, I guess I'm getting. I'm starting talking about, it, but I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. But when you say it's it's the social, but remember, Barack Obama's elected president, and then I think a reaction to his presidency was that we got this vile person in office, to vile to me, uh, Donald Trump, who went the opposite direction, who rolled on the birther issue, which was based upon a racist right. notion, and so he got this anger, this white. Angst, anger, and rode that, and then went further with it. And uh, it's not just social media. I think there's a lot of hatred out there. I think there's a lot of misunderstanding. Yeah, there is a lot of hatred I think out there. A, it, it absolutely blows my mind in 2017 that we're still at this place with so much hatred and so much anger. I know that that that, uh, that what we do is show up and be truth, be love, and articulate that truth and share it with the world. Well, it's going to be up to guys like you and me to do it, I'll tell you that, because the politicians aren't going to do that. It's up to you and me and the folks listening yep. and the folks in your hearts. And, and, and it's one thing. But, but Tom, you benefit from a society and a place because you are a white male. Again, there's, there, 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 there is discrimination. There is separation. And mm-hmm. how do we bridge that gap? How do we do that? Do you think that I, I receive special treatment because I'm white? I think uh, over the course of a lifetime, of course. Again, that there's, so? there, 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 when I say, yeah, because I think society favors you, that you as a white male. I think, of course, it does. I just don't. I don't get paid thirty I, million a year to play football, and I should. Huh? <laughs> I want to make thirty million a year playing yeah. football. If, if you had the talent to do it, they'd give you thirty damn million dollars. Well, there of course, is that. if that's, you had the talent, very, very you have the talent to do what you do, and you get compensated well there's, for it. There's yeah, things you don't you don't get stopped by police. Exactly. You, uh, you know. Come on, I, lawyer. I was coming. Come I was, on, lawyer. I was coming back from the airport. <laughs> I was coming back from the airport, and I used the the light rail. I had no idea how it worked. So I got on the white rail without a ticket, and I'm going along, and well, this like guard comes up to me, and he's like, oh, just go to the next thing, and you'll get one. And I'm a white old guy in a freaking golf shirt, so right. he isn't going to you know, worry about me, where if I'm you or if I'm no, young, no, if, if it's going to be different. No, well, not me, but I'm not saying you. you. Not me, but I'm saying, yeah, if it's yeah. just a guy. So I think and, that's and, and, yeah, exactly. the advantage and, we get. Yeah. You know? and, and, and we have other things that are disadvantages that I that I getting loans, yeah. getting opportunities. Again, that's why they had this equal rights amendment because they're trying to create more opportunities for people of color. I mean, but what did they do when they passed the equal uh, rights? Again, they I, took that, the black father out of the home, no, but, and that was wrong. But, but 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 I'm saying they're still trying to address the the inequality that was there. Is what I'm trying to say that they're trying to do something to balance the scales. But this whole they, LBJ they, thing that that the black that the fathers had to be out at home for the families to collect welfare. Yeah, but really but upset. No, no, but I'm just talking about the equality that they had. These the stuff that took place in order to give folks an opportunity to mm-hmm. try to kind of equal the scales. The scales, not that it worked, not that it was perfect, but they're just trying to do something to give folks an opportunity. I'm talking mm-hmm. about getting into colleges. I'm talking about job opportunities. There was a time when you couldn't get civil service jobs. No question. And so you can't get civil service jobs. The civil service employees, kids go to college, and their kids. So mm-hmm. that reverberates down to, through the generations. That there's a the schools weren't equal. I mean, there's a lot of different opportunities that took place that weren't available to everybody. And the thing is, that being said, it's still up to the individual to create that which you want to create. That you know what you're up against, but nonetheless, you still have to go inside 
Make a plan, see a vision, and get to work. It's up to you. And also, while you're doing it, don't just raise yourself up. Hopefully, you raise folks around you in your community. That's the key. And raise uh, all the boats. Raise all the boats. Come that's, on. No, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Listen, I think it's wonderful. W.E.B. Du Bois. Yes. 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 W.E.B. Du Bois. My, my nun in fourth grade was the first person who ever brought up W.E.B. Du Bois. Really? Yeah, St. Joseph's, which is right now it would be where 94 crosses Plymouth Avenue. Uh-huh. That's where the church and school used to be. But she talked to us about W.E.B. Du Bois and communism and all the rest of it. It was un- So, I mean, that's a few years ago. Oh, I'll yeah. tell you that. Well. It was amazing. I will tell you this, Fancy Ray, when I was in first grade at St. Joseph's, and it was a mixed-race school. There were black students. There really? were. What year are you talking? What, what year? I can't tell you off the air. No, why? No, no, everybody knows all of them. Big... So we would have been talking uh, when I was in first grade. I was five years old, so 61 years ago. 62. Yeah. And there were black so talking, students. So I'm talking about, so you're talking about six, I can't, that was... Sixty-one. He's doing the math. He's trying. Nineteen fifty-six. Interracial schools here in Minneapolis. Absolutely. Saint Joseph's was interracial. That was a private school. Well, I, yeah, you could call it a private school, but because it, there was a, there's a, there, there, I mean, there's a racist. I mean, we talk about racial opportunities. Remember, black folks weren't allowed to live in certain neighborhoods. I think to after yeah, World War II. Yeah, but he was living in North Minneapolis. Yeah, 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 but, but even so, uh, he was living there. It wasn't the that first, somewhere else. The first street that blacks were allowed to own houses in Minneapolis was in South Minneapolis on Snelling Avenue. Mm, Snelling, absolutely. The, understand, there was a system that black folks weren't even allowed to own no, houses. No, I understand that. I mean, yeah, so, red line and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So when we talk about like everything's just equal and and and, and the, the playing ground is fair, oh, hey, oh, there's, there's a puppies. <laughs> Don't touch the littlest a... puppy because she gets mad at everybody. Uh, she's the big puppy's you? fine, but the little puppy can get me mean. My daughter's here. Um, yeah, I, I tell you what, you and I agree across the board on how things should should work, how things do work. I just think, but yeah, people don't realize that back in back in 1956, I went to school with with black people, with Native Americans. Mm-hmm. There were Mexicans in the school. There were white people in school. So I'm used to it my whole life being around all kinds of people. And I'll close because I only we only have two more minutes. I'll close. With Are you around people? All kinds of people now is it more important? Yeah, no question about okay. it. Okay, there's no doubt about it. Okay. I have been my whole life. Okay, my whole life I have been. And you live in what suburb now? I live in Golden Valley, about a block, about about a mile from Theaterworth Parkway. Oh, right on. Okay, right on, right, right on, right. And how many black neighbors do you have? Um, about a quarter of the community. A quarter of the community is yeah. African American. Yeah, they got money. Okay, right on, right on, right on. <laughs> and he drives, go- he drives down Broadway. All the, I mean, he goes back to his home. Plymouth, yeah, 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 all of it. Fantastic. That's how I, I get to their house. Uh, well, but driving by yeah, means nothing. You can drive by anyway. But do you stop and talk and help and but every, participate? Yeah, every day, he goes all yeah, the time. Driving so by doesn't mean I can drive. drive in. I no, drive no, no. You wouldn't I, go I, every day. Okay, but if, I, 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 you're like, I can go drive through a diner. That don't mean nothing. It'd be like God. Richie Rich going by and just smoking your cigar. And yeah, you exactly. go by. Exactly. Are you putting money and you said you got business over there? Are you participating? And that's the beautiful thing. And that's what my whole thing is about is, again, uplifting folks and making you feel that vibration and knowing that there's possibility. Do you talk to the people? Do you say, here's some opportunity? That's what I'm talking about, man. He had Betsy Hodges on before she was was mayor. And they talked about what they could do to get community and get more in the community and do more with housing. And then she She just blew me off and and never talked to me again. Right. You tried to get her? Oh, several times. You, you know, she fact, was on here. She you, talked about in it. In fact, you've invited me on a number of times. And a lot of times I said, I ain't got nothing to promote. But I came here today 
They've reached out. They've reached out a number of times, and I appreciate you every time. I got a comedy album. Uh, We're in the pro- stand up records. Stand up records is coming out. Hopefully, you'll have me on again because I like to push that comedy records. It's going to be called Fancy, we'll the best looking man in comedy. Christmas is here, and uh, and uh, that's we, we talk about all this political stuff and this racial stuff. And my whole vibration is a thing of love, and I just want folks to have a but happy. But you handle holiday. it well, and I think it's a good that people hear us talking. Man, that, I that's do. I think it's very good. It's your show. We do what you wanted, what you want to do on your show, and I appreciate being here. But I want folks to know it's the holiday season, and that I just love you, and that to have a great, 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 fantastic holiday. We will love you too, Fancy Ray. You've always been a great guy. Thanks for being with us today. It's my pleasure to be your treasure. And what show are we on? Uh, the, the Tom Bernard Podcast. <laughs> and come see Fancy Ray this week, uh, next weekend, New Year's Eve, New and the day Eve. before at Bob's. Big Ten, the Big Ten Tavern at Jack uh, uh, Kim Welsh's Big Ten Tavern at Bob's Comedy Bunker on Highway Ten. On, on Highway, Highway 10. Ten. All right, I'm gonna say it again. It's been my pleasure to be on the Tom Bernard Podcast. Fancy Ray, Tom, you made my day. <laughs> Woo! Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer for <laughs> He just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Take five. He just died a couple years ago, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, it was actually it was uh, December fifth, so yesterday it was five years ago. Really? Died at ninety-two point five. Barely, though. He died on the fifth. He was born on the sixth, so he missed his birthday by one day. So oh. technically, he was, was ninety-one. Just doing a promo for ninety-one point nine. Ninety-one point nine. Yeah. I think that's uh, what radio station KSJN, is isn't it? Yes, it is. I think a lot of people miss their birthday when they die. Like a lot of that happens a lot. My grandfather missed his birthday by one day. Mm. And say, you know what? My grandmother just missed her birthday by like a couple days. That does happen. 
Oh. It's true. A lot of people die at Christmas time, too. You know what That's happened right. to Dave? Dave Brubeck? No, I don't oh, know. Oh, wait, never mind. It's the opposite. I don't know why it warded it this he, way. He just but, wore out. <laughs> well, yeah, for him, yeah, he, uh, he, he's, it seems to have indicate that he just kind of stopped living. But <laughs> soon, I think that's half soon of after, did that. Yeah. his uh, his wife died very soon after, oh, which is yeah. very common. That, yeah, yeah, that happens too. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't even say like what he died of, except for his. You he know. died of being ninety two. Okay. Well, for a minute there, when Andy brought up his name after he died, out. I thought he was going to be accused of sexual assault or something. Yeah, exactly. He said, "You know what he did." Yeah, my grandmother, that her cause of death was just old, old age. Yeah, just, I will. That's what they put on the death certificate. <coughs> yeah, just, after a certain she, point, she, she really just didn't have. She just she was old. I mean, just plot. old as hell. Once you make it to a everything age, failed at the same time. Yeah. Once so, you make it to a certain age, if you don't die of cancer, they just say you died of old age. And she was ninety-six, and she was sharp as a tack, and she just her everything started failing. Yeah. I will make a bet right now, and we can post it in Las Vegas. That when I die, Catherine will outlive me by about 30 years. Oh, I guarantee oh, it. You think so? I guarantee it, too. Look at the smile <laughs> on your face. Look at the, she's got a she's smile gonna on have, her face about She's going to have a whole new life. sweet silence. <laughs> whole new life. Of death. Drown in Nevada whiskey. Death where is thy sting. <laughs> yeah, thanks, honey. That's really great. That's really fantastic. She did light up when you said I'll live, that. I'll live she, an unangry day. Yeah, she got like a glow about her when you said that. I did an interview this morning with Ed Ryan from uh, Radio Inc., this national publication. And he said, what, what what draws people to the podcast most? And I said, without a doubt, my wife ripping me every day. <laughs> so what does she do when I come in? She rips me. It's just oh, there you go. It's her, it's her right. Driving those numbers you know to the ceiling. It is her right, right? Yes, I do understand it's that. It's her right. Gotta do it. I understand that. It's Catherine. Keeps you grounded. It's her right. <laughs> I have heard, right. and I don't know if this is true, so now that you're here, I can ask you. I have heard that when Al, Al Franken gets fired, you're going to take over the U.S. Senate spot. Is that true? <laughs> I'm going to make a run for it. You're going to make a run for it? So yeah. is he actually getting fired? Oh, he's done. Oh, he's I done. Trust me. Tomorrow. <clears throat> he's oh, done. really? Yeah. He's, he's, he's getting hammered conference. from every direction. Ten. So was the whole thing confirmed, the whole story? I don't know. What's your insight, what, Doug? Where, well, where'd you well, get it from? We from? talked about this in the, in the first hour, and I, I think what's really going on is that the Democratic Party is pushing him to resign as mm -hmm. the allegations mount so they can stand on the moral ground for the Alabama special election for Jeff Sessions' seat. I think that's mm. what's going on. So is it a, is it a toss-up then between Donald Trump and Bill Clinton? Oh boy, I don't know. That evens out. <laughs> they even out one another. Is that what happens there? I think pretty much. Every every Probably. every so day that goes out. by, Jimmy Carter becomes more and more my favorite politician. <laughs> crazy of all time. Or, no, it's true. Or, or Ford. Even know what to think. Yeah, Gerald yeah. Ford. Gerald, Gerald Ford was, was a, a good yeah. guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, there's like uh, twelve um, DFL. Senators that are calling for oh, him to step down. Now? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it yeah was I think he's. When I yeah. out of and the he's car. getting hammered on by the public. Just hammered. Is he? Hammered. Well, he's every a terrible comment. human being. So good for him. I every time I hear him speak, I just want to punch him. He's a horrible human being. <laughs> but he's I don't want to punch people. Weasel. I've never liked him, and that's why I'm not passing judgment on whether he should or should not be a senator, whether he did it or he didn't. I'm just telling you from my experience with him, he's an arrogant little prick. Not that's not judgmental. With bad breath. <laughs> with really bad breath. He should have one of these espresso chocolates. Now, I just, look, I've said this before. I've interviewed them all. Jeremy Piven, jerk. Kevin Spacey, complete jerk. 
Al Franken, bigger jerk than both of those two put together. I mean, you get on the list, every well, one of these people. Ed Bagley Jr., total a-hole. No, no, best guy in the world. I know, he is nice. Why well, everybody says just Franken's the screening a jerk, process for all the politicians. If they're jerks to you, then they can't <laughs> run. Uh, no, they're not jerks to me. They're just jerks to everybody. A lot of people say that about Franken. Oh, he's a jerk to that everybody. He's, that he uh, thinks he's above everybody, yeah, you know, talks I, down I to everybody. I get his newsletter because I'm a realtor and I've... I've petition you know sign petitions for th- certain things that we want to go through and um you always have to send something to him and his newsletter is just how wonderful he is oh, yeah. it's like i am the greatest thing that ever yeah. happened i'm like just, are you yep. kidding you guys let this go out like this i have some real estate questions for you have you studied the proposed tax changes to oh, the tax God. bills don't why'd you bring that up i was in a good mood well, my tax just have. went up. I, yeah, well, I just got the letter. Well, one of them. We're, as real estate agents across the country are against these changes. Yes. Oh, God, yes. Well, one of them, you'd have to stay in your home for five years to realize capital. without. So I can't talk. You'd have to pay taxes on your capital gains if you'd moved in less than five years. Yeah. Why don't I sit back a little bit because no. your breath is very bad. <laughs> it really is. Has this ever been told you before? No. Huh? Okay. <laughs> That's Larry King, actually. Donald, Donald Trump and Larry King. You told him your breath is very bad. Uh, Trump was telling Larry King that. You're telling yeah. Larry King that, yeah. Exactly. And then, of course, Larry King. Larry toward, King's a really nice guy. Toward, he is a very nice guy. Very nice man. He is a nice guy. He's but he guy. also, uh, the last year or two that he was on uh, CNN, you would constantly hear him fart during the show. Because <laughs> it was a lot. Well, he's show. old. That's a shame. But he, I mean, you know, I talked to him. <laughs> Like, oh, really? Oh yeah. Yeah. He was, it, oh yeah. So uh, you, you know, you know about you know about his wife, like right? Yesterday. Was that? You know about his wife, right? <laughs> Which one? He's married this, like seven times. Well, this like, this this last the current one. Yeah, yeah. Isn't yeah, it right. his ex-wife's sister? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but she's a, she's wow. always hammered. Yeah, she's, like always hammered, man. When like, you hammered. Mean if you're married to Larry King, and, uh, Tom, when you, if you start farting on the air, I'll, I'll make you retire. That's when you got to retire. You know, Al Franken. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone aged as poorly as Larry King, though. He yeah, aged pretty poorly. Yeah, he aged, yeah. what, really nine badly. heart attacks and six wives? <laughs> See, how does it happen? And, and, you, he, and, he did, and he worked a lot. Yeah. yeah he was a hard worker. He was a very hard worker. He was a hard worker. He tells a great story. We, he's, his career started as an overnight disc jockey in Miami. Really? Yeah. yeah. And great he deal. became friends with Jackie Gleason. And because you know, Jackie Gleason was at the Fountain Blue all the time, um. so Jackie would come in and do his show. And Jackie calls him once. He goes, "Pally, I can't come in tonight, but I'm going to send a close friend over, and he'll be there right on time. So I won't see you tonight, but uh, my friend will be there." So five minutes till midnight, whatever the time was, the the door lights up. You know, because they don't doorbells don't ring at radio stations; they light up. Door lights up. He answers the door, and it's Frank Sinatra. Oh my God. Not bad. Yeah. I sent my buddy Frank Sinatra over to do your show. Oh Is that okay by you? Get yeah, out Larry of here, King. guy. Quite the story. Quite the story. I've, I've had the honor of working with Larry King a couple of times. He was always really, really nice. Yep. But he, he was always really embarrassed of his wife. Because <laughs> 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 she would just come in well. and smashed. Just mm. smashed. And hanging all over everybody. And, oh, really? And yeah. I used to see him put his head down in shame, like, oh. <laughs> Uh, here we go the Middle again. East and North Africa program here we go. for the International Crisis Group. Let's get first the thoughts of Congressman Rohrbach on what you've heard so far. You see any any optimism here? <laughs> there you go. I'm, I'm looking There's one of them right there. Uh, oh, my God. Can you play that again? Because oh. Catherine was ca- coughing during I'm that. I'm sorry. God, Mom. 
Well, it's great because uh, his guest is in studio. So he's... Oh, yeah. Oh, the studio is always full of people. Oh. International Crisis Group. Let's get first the thoughts of Congressman Rohrbach on what you've heard so far. You see any any optimism here? <laughs> I'm, I'm listening to a lot of people who don't really... Wow, the show is sliding downhill fast. Uh, Kim Inslee yeah. leaves and goes right yeah, in the toilet. Yeah, right in the toilet. I was very impressed with her. She's a very I've never met her before. She's very nice. I've been watching her for she's years and years and years during the morning show, but she's a very nice person, a very smart person. She likes dogs, so she's got to she be likes okay. dogs. Is yeah, she still on the, doing the morning show? No, they no. fired her. Yeah, so I didn't think she was on there anymore. But I just, I don't know what, well, it's a money thing, isn't it, Doug? I think so. You know, that's, that's such a cutthroat industry. Oh, and, and TV? It's oh. just the worst. It and, is bad. You know, people think that they get paid a lot. They don't get paid very much. No, not unless you're the chief anchor. Like if Paul Majors got paid a lot. Right. Don, Don Shelby got paid yeah, a lot. It's not like it was 15 years ago. And now they, no. make, they make you do more and more work now, too. So yeah, they, they do. You have to do everything yourself now. Well, you don't have Pretty 10 people true. around you anymore. Although Paul Majors told me a story one time that, oh, God. Because you have to go in and voice over audio. So you put in an earpiece and you listen to the audio and then you make your comment for, like, you know, street pieces and things like that. He said, I sit down in the booth and I go to pick up the earpiece and I pick it up and he said, I swear to God, there was about an inch of earwax oh, hanging out. Oh, that's pretty gross. Revolting. He said, "Whoever pulled it on their ear pulled it like from both ears through their head." It was just horrible. I was probably twenty-two or twenty-three years old, and I just started playing in a new band, and we were—I think we were playing at the Caboose or someplace like that—and we're setting up, and the bass player pulls a microphone out of his bag, and he takes the house mic off and sticks it there, and I go, "What the hell are you doing?" He goes. Think about it. Oh. Watch oh. all these guys yeah. Yeah. screaming in the microphones. It's like it. kissing yeah. men. I'm like, oh my God, that's right. It's exactly what it's <laughs> it like. Is. It is. Ever since then. You're like the comedian we had in two or three months ago who would not put the headset on. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He was oh, talking he about would, the yeah. ear juice. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Coy's like that. Yeah, that's why he wears it. a hooded sweatshirt so we can put them on over his. <laughs> yep. He's like, I just can't. Ear juice. Ear juice. You don't go in your ears. No. I think Howie Mandel's the biggest germaphobic I ever met. You know, I think he makes most of that up. No, he doesn't. Well, he when was I was around, he, when I was around, he won't, he won't touch anything. Or he won't shake hands or anything. No, no. Neither will Gene Simmons. He will not really? shake your hand. He'll do the fist bump, but he yeah, won't that's shake. That's the same with Howie. He'll do the fist bump. That's it. Yeah. Paulie yeah. Shore, Shore's like that, too. Paulie Shore's pretty... They fist bump? He doesn't want anybody too close to him. Well, I It's a California say. thing, yeah. I think. I'd put people in uh, the full Nelson. That's what I do. <laughs> just Works a bear hug right off the bat. <laughs> right off the bat, just put him in the full Nelson. That's my way of shaking hands. I think that's a good way, man. I really do. It I think that's a good, good move. So what does everybody think about the gay wedding cake? What? What are you talking about? <clears throat> that, oh, you don't know about that? That's, that's in the, the trend. Supreme, okay, but Supreme Court. They're saying that this is the most important case of the year. That's insane. What is it? Uh, two gay men went to a cake store. Oh, this again? And wanted to buy a cake. And the um, owner of the cake. cake store, wedding, wedding cake, said that they would sell them a cake, but they wouldn't write on it whatever it is that they wanted to be written on because he was a Christian and he didn't. Oh, that happened a few months ago. Well, it's gotten all the way uh, to the Supreme Court. It a couple Court. years ago, I yeah. think. Yeah. 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 Say, all the way to been. the Supreme Court. Supreme Court over Supreme a wedding cake. Supreme Court, and they're saying that this is the most important 
case. What happens? To, what happens? The, to, we have the right to refuse anyone's service. Yeah. I mean, well, what did happen? To any that? small business has the right to refuse anyone's service. Well, well, that's like if you get it. If you want to get a cab and the person is Somali and you have a dog, they won't pick you. They up. won't pick you up. That's right. That's or a booze bottle. The same. They yeah, don't or have if you have alcohol, they're yeah. supposed to now. That's all been settled in the courts as well. Yeah. Well, what is but this what, guy what, making what, the best cakes in the damn world? I mean, it's flour and well, eggs. What, yeah. what the I angles, don't want your cake. The angles of the people are. So the people that wanted the cake are saying that this is discrimination, clear and simple. And it's that they, all true. Yeah. That it's yeah. just discrimination, and it's, you know, against them. The guy that has the cake store is like, no, this is freedom of speech. Because you're trying to make me write something that I don't want to write. I said I'd give you a cake, but I'm not going to write your words. I say you just go to a different bakery, man. Yeah, Yeah, I wouldn't even want your cake. I'd be like, (laughs) screw you, I don't want your cake. So who do you think is going to win? It is interesting, actually. They can't make you do something. It's sad that we're tying up the supreme highest court in the land with With that cake deal. What's next? And the fact that he didn't refuse them a cake. He just said, I'm not writing your words. What's next? They come in and... Tell you what to say on this show. Well, that's what's next. Yeah, that's what's, what's scary. Next? Yeah, they can't. They can't do it. I mean, I see both sides of, yeah, so you know, yeah. of the but issue. You have the choice to go to a different bakery. Just like anybody has a choice not to listen to this podcast. No, they, well, they have to listen one. to this podcast. <laughs> Catherine and I, it. Catherine and I got married at St. Teresa's in in Minnetonka. <laughs> right, we got the wedding all set. We're teed up. We're ready to go. At the last minute, the wedding's in the chapel, not in the main church. You know why it was in the chapel, not in the main church? Because the priest found out that we actually lived together before we got married, so he wouldn't marry us in the main church. The Catholic, Catholic church? church is strict. Why didn't I take that to the Supreme Court? Oh, yeah, a lot of people have to lie. Ah! They have to say that they don't live together or churches won't marry them. It's insane. You lie to a priest? <laughs> Good point, Mike. Yeah, the priest never lied to me, I'll tell you that. We will be back in just a couple of seconds, Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Tom Bernard here, and with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website that one of your bankers has worked with a customer for more than 30 years. It's a long time for any business relationship. Is that common? Not only 30 years, but two generations. Our great client, Northland Fastening Systems. 30 years is definitely not common for a lot of bankers, but Brad has developed a relationship with that trusted customer that has allowed them to show steady growth every year they've been together. Building the relationship of trust is what we do best. It allows us to make quick deals that benefit them and all of our business customers. The cool thing is that it gives us a chance to be more than your banker, hopefully a partner, and maybe even a friend. 
I have never liked you, by the way. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience? Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Thanks, friend. And you are? <laughs> Real nice. Chuck Nabla. <laughs> Chuck Nabla. Christmas, baby. Yeah, baby. You sure <laughs> did treat me nice. Nah. Who is this? Uh, is Mom's Mabley. Mama James. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mama James. Baby. At last. Is Nobody does it. Yeah, yeah, that's a great song. Requested by Gary Penner. I'd one like to put this num- in my queue for the new club. Oh, Etta James. One wonderful. of the number really one good. first dance songs. What's that? At last. At it, weddings. It, oh, is it? Oh, yes. Oh, it's a phenomenal. She does. She kills that song. Yes, yeah, like she does. Most Mike and Christie had their first dance to Especially after Obama danced to it, everybody had to dance to it. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. Well, that, Thanks, Obama. Yeah. Way to go, Bama. Ruined it for everybody. <laughs> I just take the O off and go with Bama. Bama. He'd be yeah. seriously you gotta, offended. You got to do that to that golf bag again if you see that guy. That is hilarious. <laughs> you hear that? Oh, you never uh-huh. heard that story? <clears throat> We have a friend who went to Alabama, University of Alabama, and everything's roll tide, roll tide, roll tide, roll tide, roll tide. And he's very conservative. He's from Alabama. That's weird. Right? That's odd. So he has a golf bag that says uh, uh, Crimson Tide on one side, says University of Alabama on the other side, and on the pocket in front it just says Bama. Right? (laughs) So a guy snuck in the bag room, put an O in front of Bama. So it said Obama. Oh, oh God, was he mad. It was hilarious. I'm surprised he didn't have a heart attack. Uh, he pretty got funny. very upset. Oh, says Obama on your bag now. <laughs> <laughs> You're promoting Obama. Andy, I have to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Remember when I talked to you about serotonin the other day? Yeah. When we are up in Duluth? Mm-hmm. I found out I'm taking four times as much as I'm supposed to. Of what? Oopsie, uh, forgot to read those HDP labels. 5-HTP and Trazodone. Of both? No. I'm taking like 400 milligrams. You're only supposed to take 100 milligrams. Of or no. what? What? Of what? HTP. You're not just taking serotonin. No, but HTP. 5-HTP? Yeah. I'm yes. supposed to take like 200 milligrams a day and that's it. And I was taking like six or 800. Uh-huh. That six could kill you. Could kill me? Yes. I better stop doing that then. I would suggest you do that. Okay, what do I do then? Do I have to back off it slowly, or can I just drop you down to just, 200 milligrams? I would just drop down to 200. See? You might feel a bit weird for a couple days, but it's better than... How will I tell? It's better than risking <laughs> serotonin storm. Yeah, that would not be good. Oh, what? That's storm? why I say take nothing. Well, I can't that. sleep. I, I, if I didn't take anything, I would not sleep at all. Yeah, it's one it's of those things good. that you can't just uh, willpower through. Have you ever through. tried, tried Trazodone? I take Trazodone. Does it dry your mouth out real bad, though? No. See, See I can't take it. But it I use bourbon. <laughs> yeah, bourbon will do it. That's I use vodka. <clears throat> but I stopped taking Trazodone, so I don't take any. I don't take any prescribed medication anymore. Yeah, that's good. I don't. None. They all lead down a bad road. No, it's absolutely true. Yeah. Is what is what is, what family is Trazodone, and is that a benzo? It, it's, no, um, it's not. No, it's, it's an, not. It's. I thought it was. It's an, related to an SSRI. Yeah, it's like an antidepressant. Oh, okay. Uh, it's mild an SARI. 
It's the the least addictive of all the sleeping medications. Yeah, there's like a nipramine or something. They do. Yeah, it's but like a very to low me, dose. I woke up every half hour with my mouth so dry that it, it didn't help me sleep. Mm, yeah, that's not good. It could be mm. from snoring. I don't snore. Uh, I do. Yeah, I don't snore at all. Sometimes Nancy thinks she goes. I think you're dead. Sometimes it scares me because you don't make a sound. Sleep. God, I wish I could sleep like that. Oh, Nancy, no. I can't. I'm the same as you. I have a hard time falling asleep. Oh, Nancy, this, I'm not kidding you. The second her head hits the pillow, she's out cold. God, wouldn't it be great? No, like, you fall you asleep fast. You just keep waking up. And then yeah, when, that's when true. you wake, wake up, up, you yeah. can't get back to sleep. Yeah, that's what I do. That's I wake I up do. every two hours. My brother-in-law, Pat O'Brien, I remember when I was a teenager. He's he married to my oldest sister. She's They're like seven and eight years older than me. And I remember Pat O'Brien says to me one time, wouldn't it be great? And by the way, you'd have to watch this part on on YouTube. He said, wouldn't it be great if you just fall asleep and wake up? (laughs) What are you doing? Why are you whipping your head around and going wall? But he, he, same situation. Wouldn't it be nice if you could just fall asleep and just wake up? That's Nancy. She's second she opens her eyes. I used to be able to do that before children. Way to go, Alex. You always said that the minute you have children, you'll never sleep again, and I haven't had that. You just, yes. You did. You said that since this pregnancy, I've been sleeping well. But since Fawn, always have. I've slept completely fine. So, Andy, two hundred milligrams of HTP is good. Um, At the same time as Trazodone, I don't know. No, not the same time as Trazodone. I don't take the Trazodone anymore. Oh well, then yeah, that's fine. Okay, but I can take inositol with that because that's not a serotonin. Mm-hmm. It's a GABA agonist. That's a GABA agonist. Yeah, there you go. It's really you guys pharmacist around you here. You can get those from <laughs> what I told him to <laughs> baby red potatoes. He would be a good pharmacist. Yes, he would. He would. Who, Andy? Yes. I we keep telling him to go to school and he, become a no, pharmacist. Andy would be the perfect pharmacist. He, would. he won't go to school. I know two pharmacists, and they both <laughs> remind me of Andy. Oh yeah, they make good money too. They make and really they're good in money. high demand. And they are in very and they high have normal demand. hours. Yes, and they're well, very, very high really. demand, and they get paid. Yeah, yeah. Ones, get a lot paid of them work well. in hospitals, and so you're in yeah. shift work. It, it all depends on yep. yeah. Just find a non twenty four hour Walgreens. Right. To go. Or to Actually, work at a if, you're, if you're a pharmacist at a good hospital, you make good money. Yeah. Like, oh, you make a, did you ever watch Nurse Jackie? No, that's just don't be fabulous. Like, with her, yeah, don't her, be that pharmacist. Her pharmacist. Don't be that boyfriend, Eddie. Oh my God. We're watching. Go Sarah's never this, seen the. Back. She's yeah. never seen the Sopranos sent me before. Like six messages in a row. I'll be right It's Al Franken. We have a guest <laughs> in like five minutes. Yeah, we do. Put your butt back here. No, we've been watching the Sopranos. I've watched it three times, but Sarah's never seen it before. In the first season, the priest is Eddie. Oh, really? From oh, Nurse fun. Jackie. Oh, oh yeah. That's right. I love that the show. And, He's kind of a questionable priest. Yeah. Well, they're kind of, they have a questionable relationship. <laughs> they're kind of in love with each other, but they don't do anything. But he stays over one night and gets so drunk he throws up. Oh, God. <laughs> He's a questionable pharmacist, too. Yeah. He's a ter- He's Maybe a, a, a questionable guy he is in a real life. He's a questionable guy. That, that was such a, a questionable good show. Actor? Really good show. No, he's a good, and, and she's terrific. I mean, yeah, she is. Unbelievable. Both as Carmela yes. Soprano and, ja- yeah, and Nurse yeah. Jackie. She's, she's, just, she's great. She's got range. I was, and... I was upset when Nurse Jackie was over. I know. And I, I was upset when You don't know what over. happened. Yeah. And it was At a bad ending, too. I didn't yeah. like the ending. I got a little annoyed by her English doctor buddy, though. She was a little annoying, I thought. Oh, yeah. I heard she's great, though, when she uh, she just did Law & Order, the Menendez yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. She was oh, great really? as their the Menendez yeah, murders. Yep. Yeah. She was they, their lawyer. They're I really, didn't see they're that. They're really pulling everything they can out of those two kids. 
There's something on them every other week. A different little show or it movie. And they're really exploiting that case. So, oh, Nick, let, let's uh, pimp your new bar. How's it going? Oh, the bar's just amazing. Oh, yeah, really we haven't is. even talked it's about open? that yet. Uh, it opens tomorrow night with the Tom Petty Band uh, Free Falling. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, the bar's awesome. The Business Journal came and checked it out today and press, did a press tour today. What's it called? Where uh, is it? It's called the World Famous Superstar Bar. It's at 7. It's the second floor of 7. It's its own entity, so you have to go down this long hallway so for those of us that don't go downtown yeah, often, it's, it's on 7th and Hennepin. And Hennepin. Yep. It's called 7, which is awesome sushi Yeah, so restaurant. just go in the 7, and there will be a hostess and say, I'm looking for the Superstar Bar or L.A. Nick's Bar, and they will point you in the right direction. So that was a bar before uh, up there, wasn't there? It, well, it's now there was a wall built. A we built the wall, oh, okay. closed it off from 7. You built did, the wall. Did you make Mexico yep, pay the wall, for it? The wall no, got built. built. <laughs> and it's, it's a, it's a four-foot-thick wall full mineral wall for sound oh because i have a full sound stage and we tested it out yesterday and pantages came running up screaming the wall <laughs> is full of mineral oil mineral wool oh okay i was gonna yeah. say that sounds like you know, <laughs> someone punches a hole in oh that yeah we'll be in trouble yeah what yeah. is mineral wool mineral wool no is a, a is a black stone that when you when you cook it it pops in the wall it's a, the best sound debt deading substance you can get i've never even heard of this yeah i've heard it my whole life my dad oh yeah i've seen that this kind of thing it's, it's my dad that was in that business when i was a kid actually and uh, so i've been around mineral wool my whole life but yeah it's a little rock and you you cook it and it pops like popcorn in the wool like sheep's wool yes exactly no. right. yes seriously so how, how big no. is this bar what's, what's your capacity how many people can get in um, there? we don't know the answer to that because we're tied in the capacity of all seven so it's three thousand people so we don't oh. really know we'll find out tomorrow night i'm guessing it's going to be around 250 okay just in seating i can seat 110 people in booths so then we have the whole main stage floor so i'm guessing about two, 220 250 so this is mostly a music venue uh, music, and then Sundays I'll have a variety show. So I, I used to do a variety show before. With dancing? Yeah, I had, I had, so I would have anybody with a, with a strange or unusual talent, and no more than five-minute act. So I had sword swallowers, hypnotists, 500-pound tap dancers, all kinds of crazy things. And, uh, wow. Alex, so, you can do your weird bendy elbow. So yeah. yeah. Oh, anything weird, anybody with a weird talent, get a hold of me. Or, or a body part. And, uh... That'll be every Sunday. It's going to call, be called the Downtown Variety Show, and it's every Sunday from 7 to 11. Now, are you going to be the manager and uh, nope, just chief bottle washer? The face, the face and the host. You're okay. the eye candy of the operation? So, pretty much. Is that it? Okay. Yeah, pretty much. And I have a great staff. I hired a great staff. So. And everything's computerized, all, all so feet. they can't rip you off? Nope, everything's computerized. <laughs> all staff is all I did, go ahead and charge him. We just did a five-minute commercial did, for his bar. I did hire all female yeah. staff. What's the name of your bar? The World Famous Superstar Bar at 7. The World Famous Superstar Bar at 7. And I got a big picture of Tom Bernard. <laughs> oh, I'm not God. kidding you. I what? have his whole head this big, and it just says congratulations underneath of it, and it's in this massive frame like this stick. Does anybody know it's me? Everybody knows it's you. Oh, my Can name's on it? No, it just says congratulations. Because I was going to say people be spitting on it. No. <laughs> What's your problem? No. What's your problem? Everybody, actually, that's the second favorite thing. There's a lot of cool stuff in the bar. I'll show When we're done, I'll show you guys a quick video of the room. But the... Uh, that's people. It's one of some people's favorite things in there because it just doesn't fit. It's like, what's Tom doing? Are doing there? Tom's here. <laughs> that would be rather interesting. And it's, it's you looking right over the whole bar, like it's in the side of you. you know? 
Mm, oh, it is really. Yeah. I'm gonna get over to your bar. I got bar. a Cape Buffalo behind the bar. Big, huge, massive oh, thanks. Cape Buffalo. Me and a then, Cape no, Buffalo. No, you're on the side. I really appreciate. You're it. on the side of the bar, looking down the bar rail. And you know, tomorrow's Tom Petty tribute to Tom Petty with Free Fall. Oh, you were telling me about and that. And Free Fall, you know, they're they're playing out at Mystic Lake, sold out show at Mystic Lake, close to being sold out, and they're playing my little room first. I hate to so. be morbid, but those guys were around before Tom died. I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm asking. Yeah. yeah, yes, they were around before Tom died. Yes, and they've been they've been doing it for years, and they're really if 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 you want to, you would not know that it wasn't Tom Petty. Really? They're that good. They really are. They're, they're that good. When you hear it, and it, they, they look just like Tom Petty. Everything looks. They even have every single guitar that Tom Petty played on every single song. They, so they bought all the same exact gear. So the sound would be identical. Wow, it's a commitment. That is a commitment. But they've been doing it for years. So it's not like they popped up when Tom yeah. Petty died. Okay. Yeah. Well, there is that. What? I bet their bookings the went clock. up, though. Oh, they're, oh, the price went through the roof. Well, we have to finish this segment before we can do anything, honey. We yeah, can't we're close enough that we might as well. Clock. You asked me what I was looking at. I said I was looking at the clock. What do you mean we're close enough? To the end of the segment. We're two minutes off. Yeah, that's pretty close. So everybody just talks <laughs> Stress. I like that. I, I have to walk, leave the room for like two minutes. Everybody falls apart. Way we're to go. We're doing we're fine. fine. We'll just play through my, through my, uh, my mic. We'll just play through my mic. Not as well as your nose breathing. No. <laughs> you having fun over there, Nick? <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah. What's the name of that band? Free Fallin'. Meatballin'? Free Fallin'. Oh, Free Fallin'. I said Meatballin'. I'm like, what? What does that have to do with anything? It's like a weird... Get the ears you playing that, I'm going to have to pay for it. Meatballin'. Meatballin'. They really do sound exactly like them, though. Yeah. Meatballin'. Yeah, make fun of Dad. Make fun of your dad. Yeah. Free Falling was 1989. Oops. Oh, yeah, that was a while I would, Because it was like, it was big when I was like 14. <laughs> why did that? Oh, because it was in The Sopranos in 2000. And that's why. Well, it's also in Jerry Maguire. Yeah, no, I, I oh, saw that clips of Yeah, that, and, but that was when I was only 10. Lasagna but yeah, that, it, was, yeah. it definitely had a... <laughs> This what is the, the size the size of their production. <laughs> oh my god. Holy god. No, that's the size of their production. It's massive. They tractor cool. trailer a load of stuff. That's very cool. <laughs> Catherine's still singing <laughs> meatballing over there. Though. Cake, oh, all these lyrics all are your, just whipping uh, through my head. Your KQRS kids are coming. Brittany text texted me oh, yesterday and well, said, good. Can, I get, really? can I get her she goes, Can I get me plus three? Me plus three. Brittany, you selfish <laughs> pig. Yeah. Well, it's some, her and her girlfriend, and they want to bring dates. I'd like to bring 55 people if right. I possibly But could. you guys, of course, are like all welcome. Mother. Can we be on the and free invited. drink list? So I'd be pretty cheap on the free drink list. <laughs> Diet Coke doesn't cost that much. We shall return in a couple of seconds. We have a very special guest coming up next. Tom Bernard Show. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. 
Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Start the new year looking great and feel even better by losing 20 to 40 pounds with help from my friends at Ultimate, powered by Nutramost. It's Tom, and I'm thrilled to let you know that for a very limited time, you'll receive 20 to 30% off all programs with Ultimate's New Year's resolution sale. Do what I did and let Dan and Neil Sheehy and the staff at Ultimate help you change your relationship with food forever. With the help of Ultimate, I lost 41 pounds and another 42 pounds in each of my two 40-day programs. Debbie P. from Anoka lost 31 pounds in 43 days. Cheryl S. of Webster lost 36 pounds in 43 days. And Ron D. from Lakeville lost 57 pounds in just 43 days. Live your healthiest life starting today. Schedule an immediate consultation and receive 20 to 30% off all programs for a limited time. Call Ultimate, powered by Nutramost. 
people of yeah, the year? Yeah, the Me Too. It was the Me Too people. Yeah. It was not the victims. What? Well, well I, they uh, are victims. I guess she yeah. I guess well, yeah, that's right. It was Taylor Swift. She was a victim. Yeah. And then Ashley Judd, yeah, she I was a victim. Find her. But no, it's like all the people that have come forward saying. Yeah. Hashtag Me Too. Well, not Yeah. Everybody did that. No, it was hashtag Me Too that got the that people. That was the, of the movement. Year. Yeah. 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 All there of, were no, like hundreds of people in that. Yeah. There were a million. I did it. Yeah, I don't know what you're. A lot of people of the did year. You know, did you notice there's one woman? You could just see her right elbow. That's the only part of her body you can see is her oh, right yeah, elbow. Oh, I see that. You see that? It's like, what Oops. did she do wrong? Yeah, I don't have yeah. oh. Maybe yeah. she unfriended you. She blocked you. Who's that, Betsy? Maybe she blocked your butt. Well, why she would? I never hassle her. <laughs> I don't know. I have her mayor page and the Bye Bye Betsy page. Only thing that comes up in my search. What's her husband do again? He's the head of the Met he's, Council or something? He's the president of the Met Council for Minneapolis. For Minneapolis. Yes, not for the whole Metro. Not for the whole Metro. Right. But still a powerful position. So what does he do? What? He, he, he plans our... Just be a pain in well, the just hand. like everybody Cash else transit. on the Met Council, he doesn't do anything. He <laughs> doesn't do, doesn't do well, anything. They, they do stuff, like but it's all, all wrong. Them. I, 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 was on the, the, I was on our, our hospitality commission that the, city, that the downtown council put together, and they had this pro that comes in, and he goes around the whole country, and he rates your city for hospitality and public transportation. He, he called our public transportation epic failure to tend. <laughs> well, yeah, happen. we're he on said, the he, honor system when it comes to the light rail. Well, so. he, he looked at the light rail station at 5th and Hennepin, and he goes, how, how do you guys have, have this legally have a, a, tra- a train track I know. three feet from a door's doorstep? I know. A bar's doorstep. <laughs> it is crazy. No you, walk out of, you walk out of Sneaky Pizza, you're on the tracks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoops. Like, yeah. you walk out of a door onto the train tracks. Yeah, it's like, true. How if you're they, there at last call, all of a sudden, boom. But how's that legal? How they even get that passed? They just do it. No, that's the problem. That's the thing. That's they the just do things. And now they just did Nicolette Mall. And I have to say, it does look Nicolette Mall looks nice. But I'm walking down it yesterday in that snowstorm. And they have all these. They look like shelter awnings, but the, all the roofs, the ceiling panels are on a tilt like this. They don't do anything. So you, you walk out, and not only does it not do anything, it actually guides it. They hit you right in the face. Oh, good. That's what you're looking <laughs> for. Right. They're like slant just perfect so that water just hits you directly in the is face. Is it just supposed to be for shade? It's just for show. Oh. It is indeed. Art, an art installation. Andy, would you bring up that uh, the rundown on Franken's yeah. story? I just want to see what what the latest is. And I'm just glad my girl Mary's back. Your girl Mary? Yeah, Mary Tyler's back. Where was she? She oh, took right. her away. Put her inside the DID building for a while. Oh, okay. The heat is intensifying on Al Franken after another woman, the seventh, came forward with allegations. Kristen Gillibrand, another female Democratic senator, has called on him to resign today. Oh, yesterday they called on him to resign. Reports the Washington Post, while Senator Franken is entitled to have the Ethics Committee conclude its review, I believe it would be better for our country if he sent a clear message that any kind of mistreatment of women in our society isn't acceptable by stepping aside to let someone else serve. Uh, is it Gillibrand or Gillibrand? I don't know. I think know. it's Gillibrand. I think it is Gillibrand, yeah. Wrote in a statement on Facebook, Senators include Maisie Hirano, Claire McCaskill, and Maggie Hassan. Quickly follow, uh, they followed suit. Here's what else you need to know. As of this writing, 16 Democratic senators, Mm. 10 women and 6 men have called on Franken to resign, including Senator Patty Murray of Washington State, the Senate's highest-ranking woman. As calls for his resignation swelled, Franken's office announced the senator will make a statement on Thursday. He is done. Elizabeth Warren was not on that list? Of course not. No, I don't. 
She's she is. I'm the kind of surprised at that actually. Yeah. I, well, I, I can understand why Klobuchar is staying out of it. It's kind of a home. Well, it's not state about her. Thing. Yeah. It's not about her. So why would she come in? Yeah. One thing I will tell you about Amy Klobuchar, unless it's about her, she never comments. I'm not saying she's a bad person. She just pretty important to herself. I think she's a bad person. Is she a bad person? I, I don't I know, know her that well. I don't know her at all, but as she comes across, it's pretty self-centered. And yeah, well, she really is self-centered. Doesn't care about the greater true. good. Well, do any of them? Not many anymore. Not that Not I, many anymore. I don't it's see it anymore. It's very rare. I don't see it anymore that people actually care about the, the common Joe and Josephine. Sorry. They're becoming albino, albino don't say, raccoons. Don't say that next time you have dinner with Paul. Why? Who's he like? He's a huge Amy Klobuchar. Oh, I know fan. because he did a TV TV show. Well, it's or a because TV she commercial. saved his ass. She saved her ass from what? We got a letter from General Motors during the uh, bankruptcy. They were going to pull the franchise in Bloomington, and oh, we're is that right? freaked out. We're the number two dealer. Uh, Why would they pull the franchise? Because they that were dealership? they were crazy. I mean, they didn't oh, know God. what they were doing. So she called up Amy Klobuchar, and she she and her staff went to work. She was the head of the Commerce Commission, and yeah, I remember a week that. later. She got Paul and Andrew out in Washington, D.C., and then she just barbecued the CEO of General Motors on TV. How long ago was that? Well, it was in the recession, during oh, the, so when the bankers in 2009. Hey, did you tell L.A. Nick you can't give him a ride home? I can't give you a ride home. Serious? It's snowing? <laughs> yes. How much? Snowy, snowy. It's, it's, it was snowing when I was walking over. You, uh, Dad, you need a snow? car that can drive in the snow. I wonder why I'll be... I wonder where you could buy one. <laughs> yeah, I wonder where you I can get one. You have the whole month of December, and then when you drive back. the two-seater, I have nowhere to put it. We we have three garage stalls, but Mom just, filled one of them up with all of her treasures. If you're not Many driving the Mercedes, treasures. I can give you a ride. I get the Durango. Don't worry about it. I can't walk in the snow, dude. That's why you drive a Subaru. Just changed my name to Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Uber Nick. Excavado Uber. Your new name is Excavado Uber. I drove cab for four years. I, I yeah, you did. Enjoyed. Hey, did you see a cab just got robbed? What? Did you see that footage? No. Yeah, blue and white. Got robbed where? Uh, north side. How do you Gee, rob really? <laughs> How'd that ever happen? But, the, but the, the driver fought back with a pair of scissors. Oh. Stab, stab. Yeah, so the first guy pulled out. I feel like driving in a cab in North Minneapolis, you have to be prepared for so first guy yeah. pulled anything. A, first yeah. guy pulled a gun. Between oh the seats, God. and the cab driver oh swatted him by the way, and then the next guy pulls a knife, and then the cab driver pulls out a pair of scissors. I love this cab and driver. Back with bought back and got nice. got him out. Can we can we get him on the show? I'd love <laughs> to get him on the show. <laughs> no idea. Did I ever tell you my cab driving story? Which one? When you drank a lot? No, 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 no. Probably, <laughs> probably everybody has like four great stories. This is one. Oh, of I my suppose, four. yeah. So it's winter of '79, and there's a couple, there's a, a couple that are robbing cab drivers, and they're stuffing them in the trunks, and then calling the cops and saying you can get the guy out here. So, and they're all coming off the Dayton stand, Seventh and Hennepin. Right. So I I pick up this couple over by the Hilton, and sure enough, we're in South Minneapolis, 38th and Park. <laughs> Go in an alley. Guy sticks a gun right in the back of my head. Oh, oh, give me your money. That's not good. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm freaked out, but not concerned because I figured that's the same people, and they haven't really hurt anybody yet. But it's 20 below zero, so they stuffed me in the trunk. We're driving what? down. What? Where, turn, no, where was this? Stuffed well, us in the trunk. Yeah. So we're at 30. Everybody. Shut up. Let me tell this story. <laughs> so we're at 38th and Park in South Minneapolis. They stuffed me in the trunk, and it's colder than hell. And now, I'm thinking, we should point out that you're not exactly a tiny guy. Well, and but this was a LTD. I mean, oh, back, it was. Okay, this is 1979. Okay. All, All cars right. were enormous. Yeah, that's true. But it's cold in there, and I'm thinking, you know what? 
I'm going to get out of here. And next time he stops, I'll just jump out of the, the trunk. So I pull the tail light out so I can see, and it's got a wire that goes to the trunk latch, and so I short it out inside another one, and my plan is just to hold it shut. We're, we're driving down the cross town, as it turns out. The trunk flies open. He pulls over, sticks a gun in there, and says, do that again, I'm going to shoot you, slams the trunk. So we drive around about another 20 minutes, and I don't know where we are. We're in the short north side, as it turns out, like Glenwood, somewhere around there. Yeah, yep. And I hear him talking. I can't quite hear what they're saying. But the woman gets out, leaves, and he drives a little bit farther. And then he pulls over, and he gets out of the car. And I'm waiting for, you know, I think it's a long time, but it's probably a minute. Well, he's turned the key, the lights off, so I can't, I can't uh, electrically open the deal. But there's a snow brush in there, so I jam out one of the taillights. <laughs> and there's three, like, 12-year-old girls in front of this neighborhood grocery store. And I'm like, come on, okay, come on, let me out, let me out. And they're... She goes, how do I let you out? I said, in those days, we left a key sticking in the outside of the trunk with a chain on it. So you know, oh, it would be easier to really? get you know, luggage huh. in and out at the airport. So they let me out of the trunk, and I just get on my feet. The guy comes out of the grocery store with a bag full of money, his gun out, and a mask oh! on. And he's looking at me, and he's looking at the girls. He goes, get in the fucking trunk! So it's back in the trunk we go, and now I'm starting to get... A little bit concerned. Yeah. yeah. I would imagine. So we wind up over in what was the old projects but behind Munsingware, like Bryant 4th projects. and Bryant. They're yep. called Bryant Projects, yep. Middle of the street, he says, all right, get out of the trunk. And he's standing Uh-oh. like this far away. He's got the gun like this. What kind of gun? I, it was a revolver. Okay. I'm not a gun guy, but Type. it was the kind that can kill you. Mm-hmm. The kind yeah. that can kill you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm thinking, and now I'm, I, I'm scared, and I'm thinking, I got one chance. Maybe I can knock this gun out of his hands, blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden, before I can do anything, he goes, get the fuck out of here. And he threw the keys at me, and he took off running. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Mm. You just cursed Ooh. on the air. <gasps> I did. Darn it. You did. You did. Out of this, but I got Shoot. It. <clears throat> Melina's got some editing to do so now because of So what's going through your Doug. mind the first time he's like, get in well, the truck? Yeah. Well, I because mean, they've uh, done okay. this like five or six times before. You think it was the, the same cops people? Were tra- well, yeah. It was a young black couple in downtown Minneapolis right before Christmas. That's when robbery goes up around Christmas yeah. time. Yeah, especially a lot of people oh, are losing oh, yeah. their especially during their a recession. mail robbed right now. Right. Tons yeah. of people are. So, you know, I was worried, but I'm also 19 years old. And you're kind of bulletproof when you're 19 for the most yeah. part. How scary would you be today? Well, I wouldn't drive cab today. What do you think? <laughs> <that's stupid? laughs> I'm saying if that happened to you today, you'd be pretty scared, huh? I don't know. Well, you'd yeah. be dead probably. But, you know, you can only yeah. keep jacked up for so long. So I'm in the. In, I did get a little concerned when the trunk flew up in the cross town and he waved the gun at me. I'm like, oh yes. I can see concern. I'm to rethink this a little bit. That's, yes. a, that's a dangerous profession. It is. It yeah. absolutely is. It wasn't too bad back then because they had they had just. It wasn't inv- too bad except for well, my kidnapping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kidnapping. But really, they had, they had just. In, remember, it's the kidnapped 70s. three times in one day. It wasn't that bad. So they just they had just invented crack, right? And that's mm-hmm. you know, so in the eighties things oh, got really sweep. really bad. So you were into that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Made it way more fun. I was strictly a heroin dealer. <laughs> That I would do. I was crack, totally into natural. Did the crack sweep literally come through Minneapolis like it did South Florida? And... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, really it destroyed the, the Bryant Project. Yep. I was Actually, in West Palm when it came through. It, it really, West Palm, it took down Dixie. Like, if you were on the west side of Dixie, it was just boarded up. The only thing that survived mm-hmm. was the east side of Dixie survived. You're right. It, yeah, West Palm was a bad place It still hasn't recovered. Long. It's, the it's West coming back. It's still, definitely coming back. It is coming yeah, back. It is Finally. coming back. Mm-hmm. But it's been 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> it has. It's been a long time. So, Doug, 
survived, and now he's on the Tom Bernard Show. Uh, <laughs> to tell the to. tale. Everybody's got four good stories, right? And Melina's over there going, damn, Doug, now i got to edit all day. There was just one word. No, yeah, two. 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 We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family. Yeah.